we play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Frosted Flakes, Popeye's Biscuits, the ozone is deplenishing. On today's episode, we're recapping college football week seven, NFL week six, and we're going to make our picks for college football week eight and NFL week seven. So this is episode number 11. Again, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listened in, and uh, remember, we're on iTunes apple Podcasts, go subscribe leave us five stars leave us some feedback if you like what you're hearing also on soundcloud spotify and youtube and like i said we videoed the last episode we are also videoing this episode so there will be live or recorded video coming soon enough um so yeah last week did not start very well um we started the day with a wednesday or the week with a wednesday game the we went with the uh louisiana lafayette raging cajuns we were both on them what was your uh, – give me your analysis of that game. Mm. Um, <laughs> look, I said, you know, if the people of Lafayette show up to this game and make some noise, then the Raging Cajuns are going to get the victory. It just so happens that um, – uh, what, what did they call it? Cajun Field was only at uh, – Half capacity, yeah, if that. 50% capacity. Uh, th- this was um, – Lafayette's biggest game of the year. Yeah, Appalachian State seems to be the Alabama, the Sun Belt. Yeah, I don't. It's called. It's the Fun Belt game. I don't know, and nobody showed up. I I, I couldn't believe it. You could have had any seat you wanted in that house. There was nobody there. So yeah, this game was a shit show. UL could have won this game easily, but there was some very very poor coaching decisions. Uh, did they miss a field goal in this game? Or am I thinking of a? It was game? blocked. Okay, it was blocked. Blocked field goal. They get down to the one-yard line or two-yard line. They throw it. They throw a fade route that the quarterback does not give his guy even remotely a chance to go up and get the ball. And then they get stuffed three times in a row. They wind up going for it on fourth down. Just run the ball every down. If you can't pick up one yard, two yards on four tries, then what are you doing? Like, uh, UL loses this game 17-7. to it, it They easily could have won this game. This was a very, very frustrating game to watch and an extremely frustrating start to the week. Um but it happens. We'll never bet on them again. Um, I hope nobody shows up next game. It was it was a terrible display from the fans' uh, side and from the coaching. It was horrible coaching. Fourth and five, they're running a jet sweep. I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing here? It was fourth and inches. Well, oh, fourth and inches. That's right. That's right. It was fourth and inches. They run a jet sweep. I'm saying fourth and five because they got tackled five yards behind the line of scrimmage. It yeah. was. Oh, was it third and inch? Or was it was fourth down? No, it was a fourth down. Play. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't convert on, on fourth down. Appalachian State does a good job converting on third down, especially in the last drive of the game. They uh, stretch out a big. They have a very long drive. I think it was close yeah. to 10 minutes long, and uh, they scored a touchdown at the end of it that makes this a 10-point game. But for the most part, uh, for most of this game, it was a, a three-point. The player of this goddamn game, game was the uh, the punter for UL. That dude might be the best punter in the damn nation. Every time he pinned them inside the five-yard line, immediately they let him get at least a 20-yard play and get get off from backed up against the, the end zone. It was ridiculous. Every single time you have – awesome field position from the defensive point of view 
and then they just let him off the hook. So whatever, 17-7 loss, ULL, never bet him again. Never go to a game. They suck. Um, I had a Thursday game in college, Syracuse. Another poorly coached game. This team is extremely undisciplined. False start penalty after false start penalty. They should have had a Hail Mary heave to try to win the game by one. False start penalty, 10-second runoff on the clock. These morons don't even get a chance. 16-10 loss. Horrible start to the week. Back-to-back losses to start. And then on Friday, I mean a goddamn Wednesday, Thursday, Friday game, I have Virginia, and they lose 17-9 to to whoever the hell. Who, who'd they play? I don't even remember. We were at the Pelicans game for this Miami. Game. Miami, that's right. Uh, yeah, Virginia with another, also an opportunity to cover the spread. Um, they were one-and-a-half-point underdogs. They, they blew it, too. Uh, Bryce Perkins. Did a decent job of keeping plays alive and scrambling out of the pocket, picking up third downs, this and that, but not nearly enough to get a win. 17-9 to loss. Um, horrible start to the week. I was extremely frustrated. We were at the Pelicans game, though, this night. Uh, watching Zion Williamson absolutely dominate the game, take it straight to Rudy Gobert's chest. We're not just a football podcast, folks. Got, uh, as soon as basketball season runs around, uh, we'll be – We'll be diving into that a little bit, too. Pelicans undefeated. In yeah, the I'm going to be betting on uh, Zion Williamson and the Pelicans every damn game. Yeah, we got a season ticket holder over here, so uh, he can go to any game he wants to. Um, but, yeah, so started out 0-3. Did, you didn't bet any of the Thursday-Friday games, did you? Nope. Well, then we started off our Saturday with the Red River rivalry. Texas was a 10.5-point underdog. These games are historically close. I know Jalen Hurts has been looking like an all-world player. Texas did enough to hang in. Honestly, I, I I was looking at the stats of this game. I was keeping track. This was a very one-sided game if you just look at statistics, um, at least in the first half. So I think it – yeah, so first-half stats, Texas – Oh, it was 10-3. to 3, Oklahoma was winning. Rushing yards, Oklahoma had 165 to Texas's 12. Pass yards, 95 for Oklahoma to Texas's 71. Total yards overall, 271 to Oklahoma to 83 for Texas. And first downs, 11 for Oklahoma, 7 for Texas. Statistically, in every category, this was dominated by Oklahoma except the turnovers. Two crucial turnovers, by one by Jalen Hurts and – Actually, it was both by Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts fumbled, and then he threw that pick in the end zone. Yeah, um, two red zone turnovers for Jalen Hurts. Um, That's Ben don't break defense right Yeah, Ben don't break defense for Texas. Texas defense created a lot of turnovers the game before against West Virginia. Um, And turnovers are the most significant statistic when it comes – to uh, who's going to win the game usually. Th- turnovers and third down percentages. Um, usually whatever team wins those wins the game. But yep. Um, yep. yeah, Oklahoma played much better than Texas in this game. Their offense is uh, very o- hard offense to stop unless if you can force them to turn the ball over. So um, Texas covers this spread with two minutes. 30 seconds left in the game. They scored a touchdown to make it a seven-point game. You got to love it. You got to love it. Ellinger did all he, everything he needed to do to keep this a close one. Wasn't expecting them to win this game. He made some a hell of a two really good throws in the second half that were just absolutely dropped right in the receiver's hands. 
I thought uh, he made some bad decisions here and there, but for the most part, this is how I thought this game would go. I thought they would keep it within a touchdown. And, I mean, these games are historically close. At ten and a half points seemed like a lot to me, and it turned out that it was. So then uh, we both had – yeah, so – okay, yeah. So we all bet the same thing. We both bet the same thing in college, except I had stupid-ass Syracuse in Virginia. And then – so, yeah, so we both had Penn State minus four and a half. This game was very um, rough to watch. Penn State, again, on the defensive side of the ball, was dominating Iowa, but they could not do anything. Clifford could not do anything on the offensive side of the ball. It was very frustrating to watch. They were up. Score was 17-12, to 12, um, and we had them four and a half, needed them to win by five. They did exactly that. The Iowa receiver goes up and absolutely mosses whoever the defensive back for Penn State was. I don't know if you saw that play. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Draped all over him. Probably a lot of people saw this play. This was a Sports Center top 10 play. It was on You Got Mossed in a pregame for Monday Night Football. Um, yeah, that was scared at that moment. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So if the uh, if they would have kicked the extra point there, they would have been down four, which would have obviously screwed us with a plus uh, or a minus four and a half spread. So they go for two and don't get it. It was actually, I'm pretty sure the guy threw an interception. Um, so that was beautiful. That couldn't, you couldn't, <laughs> that was about as good as it could have gone. Uh, minus four and a half spread. Got them, need them to win by five, and they do just that. So Penn State. <laughs> then I closed out the night with, who I always close out the night with, the Boise State Blue Broncos, baby. This team covers again. They refuse to not cover. It's unbelievable. This is the, it, whatever you do, bet Boise. Every single week. Every single week. It. I mean, okay, so they're playing Hawaii. <clears throat> the final score of this game was, what, 59-37, to 37, I believe. Boise was up 31-7 to 7 on a 12-point spread. Then their starting quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, possible MVP uh, Heisman candidate, goes down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gets hurt, and they throw in the backup, and the backup comes out throwing Dilford Dimes. I mean, this dude might be just as good as Bachmeyer. And then they've got a third-string guy who's actually a senior who's like a dual-threat quarterback comes in. He's scrambling all over the place. It was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful sight to see. Um, Boise State covers again. I don't. If you're not betting them at this point, I mean, if you don't know the definition of insanity, look it up. So that closes out a 3-3 three and three weekend for college for me. And a two and one weekend for Nick. That brings our overall records to twenty eight and eighteen for me, and twenty and seventeen for Nick. So Nick had some dark days there in the beginning, but you've been uh, turning it turning it around, huh? Yeah, slowly but surely. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm come back. So that puts Nick at fifty four percent, and that puts me at sixty one percent overall. Big easy bets in college is thirty six and twenty five, which is right at about sixty percent. So then we'll move on to the NFL. Thursday night game. Uh, haven't had a ton of luck with Thursday night games in the past, but this was a different story. Patriots minus 16 and a half. Easy cover. Wouldn't say easy. Giants were hanging with them, making it a game. You had the over of 42 and a half. What was the score at halftime? What was it at? Like 30. There was 35 points scored by halftime. And then it took them forever to get some. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, <laughs> shit, the fix is in. I said, the fix is in. Damn it, they didn't score a touchdown. Uh, 
I, I went to sleep when there was like 11 or 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They hadn't scored a point uh, in, up to that point in, in the second half. So I was like – Nick screaming, take out uh... – Take out Danny Jones, and then he throws a 64-yard bomb to, to go. Yeah, Tate. I was thinking uh, Eli Manning would uh, have some more magic against the Patriots, but yeah, the Golden Tate caught that long touchdown, and um, that's what I said was going to have to happen uh, for this team because all their uh, key playmakers and yard gainers are out. Yep. Golden Tate coming off a suspension in his first week didn't do all that well, but uh, in his second week he catches that big touchdown and. Uh, he bobbled it twenty damn yards down the field. I was like, okay, is he gonna catch it or not? I thought I was I had Patriots minus sixteen and a half, so I was uh sweating that one out a little bit there. But nevertheless, covered the point spread and hit the over. You gotta love that. Two and on a Thursday, and then we'll move on to the Sunday games. We had an early game. We went across the pond. We had the Panthers versus the Bucks. We were on opposite sides of this game. Panthers minus two for me, Buccaneers plus two for you. Good old Jameis Winston. That's a W. What are you going to do with a W, Jameis? That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. Yeah. He wasn't eating any Ws. He threw, what, five interceptions and Yeah, Jameis Winston. James. Five interception game. <laughs> uh, I mean, some. I'm not going to lie. Jameis Winston, look, either, he's either going to look really good or really terrible. I'll Each ne- and every play. I'll never bet James. He's never he never looks just mediocre. He he's always look he looks elite or just plain <laughs> terrible. Yeah, well, honestly the score did not uh I think it was thirty five no, I'm sorry, thirty seven to twenty six. Panthers won. Uh Bucks made a late push there. Uh, I was playing against Chris Godwin in fantasy. He had no points all day. And then I look back, and he's got, like, 10 catches for 156 yards. I said, what the fuck happened? Yeah, big-time drop by Mike Evans in this game. Oh, I know. Big. I know. It would have been a touchdown. I had somebody on Twitter trying to tell me that uh, Bradbury's a better cornerback than Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I said, he get the hell out of here. He's talking about Bradbury. What, what is this? He's wearing Josh Norman's number. He's trying to be Josh Norman. Yeah. Well, Josh Norman's a scrub now, but when he was with uh, Carolina, he was pretty good. Yeah, they all suck. It's Marshawn Lattimore all day. Yep. So, yeah, Panthers minus two. That's a W. And that was a easy win there. Then my big easy bet of the week, I actually bet four units on this game, the New Orleans Saints, baby. Plus one against Jacksonville. Big easy bet of the week. Tell them to bring me my money. It was not a uh, pretty game at all. It was uh, definitely a defensive battle, but we pulled it out. Teddy made a clutch uh, clutch little throw to Jared Cook there, who Jared Cook had a solid game. A, a lot of people have been skeptical of Cook. I've been saying you got to wait on him. He's only had one game with Drew Brees. It was a hell of a catch, and it looks like it was a high throw from our perspective, but if you look at it, that was the only spot that Teddy could have put that ball. That was a hell of a throw in, in a time that we really needed it. Yeah. Um, in, in the fantasy league that most of our friends are in, I've retired from the league, but uh, I still serve as a, a consultant to, to, the, to the guy that took over my team, and I told him that he had to get Jared Cook this week off of waiver wire. Somebody dropped him. Was he sitting on waivers? Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been performing all that well in terms of fantasy points, but uh, I don't know. He's still a guy that you got to keep rostered at this point, especially oh, yeah. when Drew Brees comes back because Drew Brees is going to use Jared Cook. He loves the tight ends. Exactly. He made Jimmy Graham look like an all-world tight end. You go go look at him now. 
Jimmy Graham looks like a shell of himself. He never should have left New Orleans. I know it wasn't his choice. I know we traded him, but he had the opportunity to come back here, and he decided to go play with Aaron Rodgers, the most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL, who the NFL just handed a win to last night. I got to say, I don't know if you saw that. There were some phantom hands-to-the-face penalties on the lines. But who gives a shit? Now everybody wants to freak out. There's public outrage, and all oh, these referees are terrible. There was crickets after the NFC Championship game. It was get over it. Who cares? It happens. Human error. Are y'all still talking about that? Yeah, I'm all about attacking the officials in the <laughs> NFL. I mean, if there's a war against the officials, I want to be on the front line. <laughs> I mean, where was the public outrage for us? It was. Are y'all still complaining? Y'all are filing a lawsuit, real? Really? You goddamn right, we're filing a lawsuit. Are you kidding me? They still need to depose Roger Goodell. I want to hear the deposition. There's yeah, a, I need to be paid. There, yeah. I paid a thousand dollars to go to that damn game. Tour shit. Don't get me. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, but the uh, I saw a ninja tweet and he must have been at the game or something. Yeah, uh, fake. I don't fan. follow him, but yeah, I saw that shit. It's like I get these little notifications. Uh, blah blah blah. Follow a ninja, <laughs> and he's like, I ain't never going to another game again. Yeah, he said I'm giving my tickets away. Like, okay, he's quit complaining, you little bitch. Get back on the sticks, ninja. Yeah, yeah. Um, so three and zero. Weekend on the NFL for me, which I absolutely needed after an atrocious weekend uh, a week ago. So, you got to love it. Go ahead and uh, recap your other picks. I know we were both on the Saints. Um, Yeah, both of our big easy bets was the New Orleans Saints. Got to love it. And we just keep winning, so... Yeah, that brings me to 4-1 and on the big easy bets. I mean, guys, if if I tell you it's a big easy bet, you go down... And you put some money on it or else you're missing out. I told you, definition of insanity. Same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I'm out here handing these picks out free of charge. That brings Nick to 2-2 two and two on his big easy bets. He had a rough start at the beginning, but like I said, he's been turning it around. And so you had the Seahawks. Minus yeah, one. back and forth game with the Browns. Um, the Seahawks find a way to win this one. Um the Browns have some problems scoring a ball on the goal line, but they end up getting a ball back and end up actually getting a touchdown. But then who who was it that scores the game-winning touchdown for the Seahawks? Uh, don't remember. Was it Lockett? No, Lockett gets him down to the inch yard line. Carson then. Carson yep. was running. It was uh, Chris Carson runs it up. I gotta up say the middle to uh, win that game. Baker Mayfield, dude. Baker looks so bad. It's making me so. It's frustrating the shit out of me. I went all in on Baker this year. I took Baker and Odell, went for the one-two punch combo. Um, I will say they just got Trent Williams, the left tackle from uh, the Redskins. That's going to be big for Baker. A little blindside protection. Oh, yeah, well, he was holding out, wasn't yep, he? Yep, one of the best left tackles in the league. That's going to be big for Baker. But until I see anything out of him, he's going to the bench. I'm sorry. I've been trying to ride with him all year, and it's absolutely crushing my fantasy hopes. Um so, yeah, yeah ba- Baker Mayfield a year ago was uh, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL in the red zone. This year he's uh, probably dead last. It's Freddie Kitchens, dude. Freddie Kitchens doesn't know what he's doing. He's not fit to be a head coach. He's not a good play caller. He's not a good game manager from the coach's perspective. He's struggling. He, It wouldn't shock me if he gets the boot. If they keep struggling, he's going to get the boot here. Because if he doesn't get the boot, Glenn Dorsey's going to get the boot. Or whatever his the damn John Dorsey, whatever the hell his name is. Glenn Dorsey. Uh, shout out to LSU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, Baker set a rookie record for touchdowns last year and then just completely fell off the map. I don't know how. You don't get Odell. People are trying to scapegoat Odell, saying, oh, the, the Browns need to trade him. They don't need to trade him. The hell, it's not his fault. It's crazy, dude. People just want to blame yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, it, it. to me, you got to put most of the blame on Baker Mayfield because of the red zone uh, turnovers that he's had this year compared to last year where he turned the ball over um, – the least amount yeah. out of all the all the quarterbacks, not just rookies. This year, it's a, a different story. I don't have the exact numbers, but I can tell you right 11, now that 11 he's... 11 interceptions. 11 interceptions through uh, five games, I think. I yeah, know. and a, a lot of these are coming in the red zone. Oh, yeah. I will say some have been tip balls. He had one with Antonio Callaway last week. That was a pretty good pass. Uh, Should have been called for a touchdown, and Callaway tips it up into the air, and it gets picked off. But, yeah, no, there's... Underthrown balls, balls thrown behind the receivers. There's no excuse. He's not looking good. He's got to pick it up for sure. Um, and then you had the Rams, minus four versus the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, the Rams suck, and I'm glad they lost. <laughs> yeah, they just acquired. We just got the notification not too long ago that they got Jalen Ramsey. How many times can you go all in? They went all in for Marcus Peters, Akib Tlaib, and Dominican Sue. And now they just have these phantom first round picks to hand out yeah, to Jalen Yeah, The Ramsey. Rams get two first round picks every year. I don't get it. It, um, it doesn't make sense. Where where's where are all these coming from? I want answers. I know I know the the NFL is on the side of the LA teams, clearly not the Chargers, because they don't get shit. They suck. Um but yeah, I don't I, I don't get it. It blows my mind. Another superstar going to the Rams. <sighs> It it absolutely frustrates the shit out of me. The Los Angeles Lambs, we we rode them off at the beginning of the season. When we come to pick this division, you picked the Seahawks. I did as well, but I was very close to picking the San Francisco 49ers, if you remember. It was just the Seahawks had slightly better odds. against Russell Wilson, yeah, it, too. It, yes, but, I mean, they, they have yet to play each other. The The Seahawks are 5-1. and one. Yep. The um no four are they five and one yeah they're five and one they haven't had a bye and the um I'm fact checking that and yeah the Niners are undefeated the Niners are five and zero oh. they have had their bye yeah already. they did yes that's correct um but they the Seattle Seahawks only loss are is coming to the New Orleans Saints yep what did uh the Rams are three and three right yep I don't know if you remember that first episode of the podcast when we were picking our futures picks I said I saw the Rams falling off a little bit I said I saw them starting slow. Not getting off to the start that they had last year, even close to even close to that. I said with Gurley banged up, I said I didn't think golf was that good, and I mean it's showing. Golf looks horrible when he can't have a play action uh, in his favor. It doesn't it doesn't go well for him. Um, so yeah, you're correct. Seahawks are five and one. Um, all right, so that'll wrap up a week of NFL as well. Three and zero for me. Three and two for Nick. That brings our overall records to 10, 11, and 1 for me, and 9, 10, and 1 for Nick. Overall, 13, 13, and 1. Like I said, we've been struggling with NFL, but we had two weeks uh, between the two of us. We both had, we're in the green this week. Um, overall, if you combine both, 6 and 3 for me, 5 and 3 for Nick. So, all, all around, a solid week in the green again. Can't ask for much more than that, so let's move on to our picks for this week. We have college. Um, I bet with Syracuse last week. 
my first game that I'm taking is Pitt minus three versus Syracuse. I'm going going opposite here. We have bet with Pitt. We have bet against Pitt, or you have at least. You love old Pat Narduzzi. Um, so yeah, I think I believe this is a Friday game. I, I, the the thir- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday doesn't do me any good, but I'm taking them here. Pitt minus three versus Syracuse. Lock it in. Yeah, this game's in Syracuse. They they have a special name for the dome they play in. The uh, Carrier Dome. Yeah, it's the Carrier Dome, but it's known for for their home field advantage. But um, but they fucking suck. Yeah, Pitt. They they'll probably be able to run a ball against Syracuse, I think. And um, yeah, we'll see. Pitt Pitt's favorite three and a half. Three, I saw three. Okay. That's what I got him at. Um. So, yeah, as of right now, it might be three and a half. I'll double check it. Um, so another one I got is Auburn minus 18 versus Arkansas. Arkansas's program is in disarray. Got an inside uh, intel from an Arkansas fan. He said multiple players have just hopped into the transfer por- uh, transfer portal. So I'm taking uh, Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers here minus 18 versus Arkansas. What do you what do you think about that one? Auburn coming off a bye week, right? Yep. They were idle last week Rested. after coming off of that loss to Florida. Um yeah, I mean, I look for Auburn to bounce back. They still control their own destiny in the SEC. They have yet to play LSU and they have yet to play Alabama. If they can win both of those games, they'll win the West. Uh I don't see that happening, but Not um a chance. They're still going to come out and they're going to play hard cuz they 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 still have everything to lose. They're not out of it yet. So, yeah, I, I see them coming out there and playing hard. Did you pick this game? No. All right, give me one you got. Uh, I'm going with the Florida Gators against South Carolina. I was looking at this one. Florida's favored six points in this game. Um, Look, South Carolina's coming off the biggest upset of the year. Yep. Against Georgia. In Georgia. Oh, four eyes can't make a kick. Um, yeah, they traded missed field goals. Right before that game, uh, Kirby Smart said, we need to toss uh, Rodrigo Blankenship into the Heisman candidate, uh, Heisman race. Yeah, big mistake, Kirby. That's why I said I tweeted, we need to go live to Kirby on the field. What do you think about Rodrigo's Heisman candidacy right now? Um, absolutely brutal way to end a game. I thought Carolina blew their chances there. but Yeah, I mean, it did look. I mean, you, you have – Georgia gets the ball first and and, and overtime then Fromm throws an interception off of the hands of his receivers. That damn defensive back had three picks. Yeah. He had all three. The last one was gifted to him, but it was a hell of a catch though. Uh yeah, it was. If you go it watch was, it, he yeah, one it hand was. snagged that thing. And um but then Carolina, they're gonna play it safe, all right? They're gonna run a ball three times, then they go to kick the field goal. Well the field goal kicker misses it. Mm-hmm. And it's like ah, Georgia's gonna win this game easy. Yep. yep. And then of course uh, switches turn, so Carolina gets a ball first. They kick a field goal. The defense holds for Carolina. Blankenship misses it. Yep, this was some of the most short tackling out of a team I've seen in a long time. South Carolina had very few, if any, missed tackles. They they were making sure nothing was getting uh, – if they were there to make the play, they made the play. It was very impressive to see. And Georgia seems like they're a little overrated. I'm not going to lie. They struggled with Notre Dame, who I know was – 
ranked in the top ten or wherever the hell they were, and then but they struggled with Tennessee the week before. That game was much closer than you would think it should have been. Maybe Georgia's not. They don't have a deep ball threat. They can't stretch the field, and that is a a glaring issue in my opinion. You stop the run, you beat Georgia. If you can contain Swift, Fromm doesn't have a guy to stretch the field. Yeah, I mean, I think Georgia got got a bad break in this one. They got they had some bad luck, but they also had ample opportunity to win this game, and they didn't. It was at home. You can't lose to a team like Carolina when you're playing at home. You're ranked number three in the nation. I got family ties to South Carolina, so you got to love Yeah, I mean, it. I've been trying to bet these Carolinas, and I just can't get it. Get the weeks <laughs> aligned. So now you're going against them off the biggest victory of the uh, season. Yeah, so the reason I'm going – against South Carolina. They're coming off of a, a big win, an emotional win. Their quarterbacks, I'm fairly sure Ryan Holinsky's out. He was icing his knee, couldn't yeah, uh, walk on it. That's a good point. Um, So they got a backup quarterback. Look, Florida just got done playing the best team in the nation, Yep, the LSU Tigers. They they played them hard. Um, they end up losing by 14, which was – Thirteen and a half. The, the spread closed at fourteen. It was thirteen and a half when we did the podcast, and we yeah we forgot to mention that game. Yeah, which was there was a, a lot going on. I, I I was gonna say that I would have took Florida there. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna after the fact say oh I would have took LSU because they covered. I would have took Florida. It seemed like too many points to me. Florida played a good ball game. We pulled away at the end, and the Tigers covered the spread. Edwards Elair, absolute stud. Yeah, Edwards Elair is a is the real deal. I mean, you, we, we, we've been asking why isn't Emery playing. There's your it's, answer. Elair's the guy. That's why. There's Edwards Elair's the guy. Um, is it Elair Edwards? I don't know. No, we said this on the, the <laughs> one of the early episodes. It's Edwards Elair. Clyde Edwards Elair. Um, anyway, Florida impressed me um, against LSU. They were able to move the ball better than I thought they would. Um, Look, LSU's offense is going to be hard for anybody to stop. Nobody's going to be able to stop them this year. When the Alabama-LSU game comes, that's going to be the biggest game of all time. Um, But anyway, Florida going into South Carolina. I like Florida here. I think Florida builds even off of a loss. They're going to take a step forward because they can still win the East. Georgia coming off a loss, if they can beat Georgia when they play Georgia – they can still win the East, so the East is still up for grabs despite the loss to LSU. South Carolina's got no shot at winning winning the SEC in any shape or form. South Carolina's playing for pride at this point. They they got lucky and knocked off Georgia. I don't see it happening against Florida. I like Florida to win this game by at least seven points, if not more. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, Next one for me is the Temple Owls, shout-out Bill Cosby, versus the SMU Mustangs, number 19 ranked in the nation. We had the Russian concussion on here, take SMU. They uh, barely pulled it out in, what, triple overtime versus Tulsa. Yep. They allowed Tulsa to kick the ball. It rolled into the end zone, and the guy didn't want to touch it. Tulsa recovered it for a touchdown. You don't see that very often. Um, I think SMU is a little overrated here, and I like Temple's defense. Um I'm taking Temple plus seven and a half here is what I got it at. I was so close to picking Temple last week. Who who'd they play? No idea. Don't remember. It was a busy week. They played weekend. Memphis. You're right. You're asking and me. And Memphis you know. was favorite in this game, and I was like, ah, I like. I think Memphis opened 
close to a touchdown favorite. Yeah. Well, when the podcast came along, it was at five points, and I and I shied away from this one. I shouldn't have because Temple's defense is the real deal. Yep. I seen them play against Maryland. Yes, they absolutely shut down a Maryland team who opened the season averaging seventy two points a game in their first two showings. They get held to seventeen by Temple defense. Yep. Um, can they do it again? Is the question. We're gonna find out. I'm taking them plus seven and a half, baby. Temple Owls again. Shout out Bill Cosby. What a guy. Um, I'm also taking. Going back to the well with the Duke Blue Devils, plus four versus Virginia. Just bet on Virginia last week. A little too inconsistent. What are you chuckling at over there? Switching sides. Yeah, I am. I am. Well, I like Duke. I'm, I'm a big Quentin Harris guy. Um, I, those, those, those guys are smart over there. I know it's a basketball school, but Duke's been uh, playing pretty well. They're four and two. Virginia is a four-point favorite in this one. Going with the Blue Devils in at Virginia, lock it in. Don't feel great about it, but I don't feel that bad about it. I'm not going to lie. So this next game that I have is a team that I've been going with all year, except a couple weeks. The uh, number 13-ranked Utah versus the number 17-ranked Arizona State. Arizona State is getting 14. 14-point underdogs. I'm taking the Sun Devils. Hello? You play to win the game. Well, good thing I don't need Herm Edwards to play to win the game. He can play to win the game. I just need him to not lose by two touchdowns. And I think they could do that. They have a very good defense. And Jaden Daniels impressed me last week. Freshman quarterback. Keeps plays alive. Makes makes, uh, some quality throws. They got that receiver. What's his name? Ayuk. Something like that. Dude's a burner, big time. Yeah, I was looking at this game. 14 points seems to be a bit much to me. I like Ito Benjamin, but Utah does have a very Utah, good run Utah, Zach Moss coming off of a big game. Um, That's the only thing that scares me. You know, I'm a big Zach Moss guy. But but Arizona's defense is proven. You know, I think Arizona's defense can hold them enough, mm-hmm. I think. Tyler Hunt. What I'm worried about is Utah's defense is also very good. So. Yep. Can can Arizona State move the ball against them and score score some enough points to keep it close? I don't know. I think they can. I do. I think they can. I like Jaden Daniels. Um, he scares you at times. Holds onto the ball a little long, but he's kind of got that it factor about him. I think. I've been big on Utah all year. You know I love Zach Moss, but I think. 14 is too many points. I'm taking the Sun Devils here. You play to win the game. You don't have to win, Herm. You just got to not lose by two touchdowns. I like it. Give me another one. I'm going with the Oregon Ducks. Oh, I was looking at this one. Looking at this one for a long time. Going into Washington to play the Washington Huskies. Oregon, to me, is probably the best team with one loss right now. Um, it's out of Oregon and Auburn to me. Best they, team in they, the Pac-12. They for played sure. each other. Um, it was a s- extremely close game. It maybe shouldn't have been as close if o- Oregon does a better job of capitalizing on opportunities. But um, look, Oregon here is getting three, um, giving three points to Washington. They're three-point favorites. Oregon just lost Jacob Breland, their uh, leading receiver, a tight end. But Justin. Herbert, I got it right this time. Justin Herbert, <laughs> I've been corrected. He's he's the real deal. 
their offense has been struggling somewhat. I think they got the ball rolling last week, and I look forward to to keep rolling hard and fast. Yeah, he's going to be one of the first quarterbacks taken off the board in the draft. He's a quality guy. Nick finally found the R in his last name, so no more A-Bear. He finally realizes that it's Herbert. And, uh, all right, I was really close to taking this one, but I'm going to stay away here, even though I don't think Washington's that good. I think that's a good bet. Um, I'm going back to the khakis. I'm going Michigan plus nine versus Penn State. I'm going opposites of all my picks last week. I just bet on Penn State. They covered barely. Clifford struggled. Michigan's got some momentum. I really don't want to do it at all. I, I would really, really like to not do it, but I think I'm going to. I'm taking Michigan plus nine versus the Nittany Lions. Nine seems too many. I don't know. I know it's in Penn State. This will probably be a damn whiteout game or something. Um, that This one scares me a little bit. Penn State known for a good old Jerry Sandusky. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had this game. I'm not gonna lie. Right before we started, you I had this game. I had. I was like Michigan plus nine. No way, this game is gonna be close. I don't know. I, I I'm having I second thoughts now. Hate Shay Patterson. I fucking hate him. I hate Harbaugh. He sucks. He does, and I keep going back to it. I don't know why. I really don't. Shay look, Patterson's terrible. When you're looking at this game, if Harbaugh loses this game by nine or more points. Get He's out, out of, of there. Get him out of here. I think Michigan's going to come to play a hard game. I'm not going to pick them. I just can't just because <laughs> of 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 their their record. The loss, they should have lost to Army. They got whooped by Wisconsin. Penn State, are they ranked ahead of Wisconsin, or is Wisconsin number six? No, now? there's no way. Yeah, Wisconsin number six. Uh, Penn State seven. Okay. Yeah, Wisconsin's the best team in the Big Ten. Penn State might be second. Michigan, I don't know. I would. It's hard for me not to pick. It's hard for me to pick, so I'm just not gonna do it. Um, yeah, it's a. It has to be played close for the sake of Jim Harbaugh's job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And they it's... have to be competitive, and nine points is not being competitive. I think. It's going to be a tighter game. I I hope that it's going to be a tighter game because I'm looking for some good games to watch this weekend. Yep. So, yeah, that that's that. Okay. Um. So I'm going to speed through. I got two more picks. I'm going to speed through these last two so we can hurry up and get to the NFL. Um. I am going with Tulane plus four and a half versus Memphis. This game's in Memphis. I like McMillan. Uh, we get, they got McCleskey. McCleskey's been showing out a little bit. Uh, they got a solid – Solid uh, committee of running backs who can all run the ball really well, and they've got a really good defensive line. I like Tulane in this game, plus four and a half. I've been on Tulane a good bit this year. Um, we're going back with the Green Wave, hometown boys. Uh, last pick, Boise State Blue Broncos, baby. You got to do it. I don't know. I don't even know if Hank Bachmeyer's playing. I'm still taking him. That backup quarterback's throwing Dilfer Dimes in there, coming off the bench, not even breaking a sweat. Boise State minus six and a half on the road against BYU. We saw BYU versus Utah in the Holy War. Pretty solid game they played. They've been underwhelming um, in some other games this year. Kind of an up and down team. You know what you're getting when you get when you roll with Boise State. 
you're getting a spread covering team right there. Yeah, didn't BYU just uh, start its first black quarterback in the history of its entire school this past week? Did they bench the starter, the white kid who wears the Jordan? All I know is I saw a ticker. You know, they got tickers at the bottom of TV on sports shows all the time. It said something like it was the first time that a black quarterback was going to start a game for BYU in the history of its program. They didn't have a black player on their team until like 1975 (laughs) so they're 15 years behind the curve they're the (laughs) whitest team in the the history of all teams they they should call them the um brenham young whiteys (laughs) (laughs) you were really uh diving into the creativity on that one um yeah they're all mormons yeah uh, Taysom hill huh Best thing they ever got, yeah, Taysom Hill and Jimmer Fredette. That's the only thing they've ever put out of BYU. Um, and I don't know who's better there. Jimmer lit up college. Jimmer range. He started a verb. Yeah. Verb. Jimmer played for the Pelicans. Um, Taysom Hill's playing for the Saints. Taysom Hill's having a far bigger of an impact that in his professional even, career. That might not even be a verb. This isn't a grammar podcast. I don't need I don't want anybody critiquing me. On What's that. a verb? If you say Jim or Range, is that a verb? Is that an adjective? Is it a noun? It's whatever. All right. <laughs> it's a phrase. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up my college picks. Do you have any more? Yeah. You're not going with a big easy bet in college? Uh I think I'm going NFL with my big easy bet. I'm going with I'm going with two. Okay. But I'm going with one in NFL, one in college. Look, this is my big easy bet. Here here it goes. Texas A&M getting six and a half on the road against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is awful. Anytime they play a team that's worth anything, they get stomped. Texas A&M's coming off of a loss to Alabama, which in my opinion, they played well considering who they were playing against. They put up 28 points against a good Alabama team. It's not the same Alabama defense as we're used to, but to me they can build off that confidence and they can try to get um, a win against an Ole Miss team. I think that this game is going to be won by 10 points. Texas A&M's still fighting to try to get a decent bowl game. I think they're good enough. They still got to play LSU. That's going to be a hard one. But um, in this game against Ole Miss, I think they're going to win by at least 10. That's my big easy bet in college this week. You've been big on A&M. I told you I don't like Kellen Mond. Yeah, I don't like him, but Ole Miss sucks. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to recap my college picks real quick. On uh, Friday, we got Pitt minus 3 versus Syracuse. Auburn minus 18 versus Arkansas. Temple plus 7.5 versus SMU. Duke plus 4 versus Virginia. The number 17 Arizona State Sun Devils versus the number 13 ranked Utah Utes, I don't know what they are. I'm assuming I think it's the Utes. Real clever there. Um, Michigan plus nine versus Penn State. Boise State, Blue Broncos minus six and a half versus BYU. If you're not betting Boise State at this point, what are you doing? And then last one for college, Tulane plus four and a half versus Memphis. Um, And that'll close out college for me. I'm going with the Florida Gators, favored by six points against the South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm bringing it back. No Felipe Franks, but go Gator. Go Gator. (laughs) And then I'm going with the Oregon Ducks. Going into Washington to play the Washington Huskies. I like Oregon in this game, favored by three points. 
Justin A. Bear is going to get it done. And for my big easy bet in college, I'm going with Texas A&M favored by six and a half points on the road at Ole Miss. Ole Miss sucks. Go go Aggies. <laughs> and it's Justin Herbert, just for the Justin record. Herbert, A. Bear. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the NFL here. Uh, we have a Thursday night game, finally a quality – or not a quality game, but I think an easy game to pick in my opinion. Chiefs minus three and a half versus the Broncos. If you're going with the Broncos, I mean, are you nuts? You got to be. Who'd you pick for this one? Yeah, this is my big easy bet. You got to go with okay. the Chiefs in this one. <laughs> the Chiefs have dropped two games. They are going on the road in the mile high to play the Denver Broncos. They're only favored three points. I mean, the Chiefs still got Mahomes. Yep. You know, they just got Tyreek Hill back. Look look for the offense to start clicking. Um, I'm not sure. When, when Sammy Watkins going to be back? No idea, but you are right. It is now three points. Uh, they're favored by three. Yeah. That half point makes a big difference. Um, I love this game. I absolutely love it. The uh, Chiefs defense isn't great, but the Denver offense is bad. This is uh, – honestly, I love all my NFL picks this week. I'm seeing the board clear as day. Um, so that is Nick's big easy bet for NFL. Chiefs minus three versus Denver. I am also on Chiefs minus three versus Denver. Uh, I have Texans plus one and a half versus the Colts. Texans were really clicking last week. Deshaun Watson looking really solid. Outdueled Mahomes. Uh, going on the road in Indianapolis, I like the Texans here, plus one and a half. Uh, my big easy bet of the week, don't know how you feel about this one. You can look over there. I don't have it written down. It's a surprise for you. Um, the San Diego Chargers, plus two. Also now the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, plus two versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans organization is in disarray right now. They bench Mariota. He's done. Yeah, I saw. Told you. Titans under six. Told y'all when we were picking futures. It was it's eight. It was eight under six. Oh, it was eight wins. We said that they don't get any more than six, but yeah, it was oh, eight. The better. over under was oh, eight. Oh, that's gonna hit easy, easily. So they're bringing in Ryan Tannehill, old Miami Dolphins <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> like that's gonna be any better? They should have stuck with the guy from Hawaii. <laughs> Look, yeah, those damn Hawaiians—they're good in college. They don't do shit in the NFL. Um, Philip Rivers is a quality quarterback. He had a horrible game last week. He's looked really old. Uh, is Keenan, Keenan Allen's healthy, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. They've got talent, okay? They have Melvin Gordon back. They still have Eckler. They have Keenan Allen. They have Phillip Rivers. They're, the offense is going to start clicking. I know they just got really embarrassed by a pretty porous uh, Seattle, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh defense. Um, I like the Chargers here. Big easy bet of the week. Lock it in, plus two versus the Tennessee Titans, who have sat their franchise quarterback. They they sat him down. Tannehill, Tannehill's not good. He'd still be in Miami if he was good. Oh yeah, the Titans didn't they get sh- they got shut out by the Broncos, right? I don't know. This past weekend, yes. I know Mariota looked horrible, absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, they can't get enough pineapples to the guy. <laughs> yeah, he wants to eat pineapples every damn day, and the pineapples keep rotting before they can get to Tennessee. So, why would it be pineapples? Why not like coconuts or something? Hawaii, Hawaii? Are they yeah. known for pineapples? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I just know Hawaiian pizza. You got it's pineapples. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, 
That's some critical thinking right there. That was pretty good. The pineapples, he wants them, but he can't get them because it's too far from Hawaii. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Maybe he'll get some on the bench. Um, I'm going with the Cardinals, plus three versus the Giants, if and only if Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are still out. So there's a disclaimer on this pick. It is what, – what day is it? It's Tuesday. We record this on Tuesday. It's still early on the injury report. If Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are out, I'm taking the Cardinals plus three. If they were playing, I'm staying the hell away from this game. Um, So, yeah, asterisk under that bet. Cardinals plus three if Saquon and Ingram are out. And then my last bet of NFL, I'm taking the 49ers minus 10 versus the Redskins. This is an easy one, in my opinion. It's a lot of points for NFL. The Redskins suck. They're horrible. Would you agree? Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and who else? They, they got their first win, though, against the, the Dolphins. Miami Dolphins yeah. team. Who tried to go for two? They could have tied it at home, but they tried to get greedy. Try to get a win. Fitzmagic's back, but he lost, so not screw back. him. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, anyways, yeah, I got the Texans as well. Going into the Colts, uh, Texans have too many weapons. Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah, too many weapons for the Texans in this one. Yeah. I also have the Cardinals plus three. I don't give a shit who's playing for the Giants. <laughs> you believe in Kyler Murray? Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's getting it rolling. The one-two punch of uh, Chase Edmonds and David Johnson at running back. Both of these running backs, the one-two punch of them is – helping the offense get rolling. Um, Kyler Murray's extending plays. I think Christian Kirk's coming back. Very too. good throws. Yeah, and he's he's missing probably one of his most athletic receivers, a uh, oh, second-year guy, Christian Kirk, who's who's going to be a the solid, number one yeah. guy when Fitzgerald retires. Yeah, he's going to be a quality player for um, sure. And you still got over-reliable Larry Fitzgerald in this game. The Giants, to me – Shouldn't be favorites in any of their games, unless if they're playing the Dolphins. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then I'm also going back to the New Orleans Saints, getting points on the road, playing a good Chicago Bears defense. This game scares me. But the Bears suck on offense. Is Trubisky back? Trubisky's back, I right? don't care if it's Trubisky. It's worse if it's form if it's Trubisky. Yeah. Chase Daniels. Um, Look, the Saints – are undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback. His red zone efficiency. The Saints is what would be me. undefeated if Drew Brees doesn't get injured in that game. Easily. Um, the Saints are the best team in football right now, hands down. Marshawn Lattimore, best cornerback in the league, playing phenomenal. Another phenomenal game. I got to give props to Marcus Williams. Um, he played a hell of a game. Yeah, he played very well. He played mistake free football. Um, had a couple crucial pass breakups. He, honestly, if you look at it, uh, Pro Football Focus has him rated as the highest safety in the league, the best safety in the league. Um, I'm I'm always going to be critical of Marcus Williams for what he did to me with the Minnesota Miracle. I'll never forget it to the day I die. Um, but I'm not going to be blind to the fact that he played a hell of a game and he's having a good year so far. So. I still want to see. I want to see every week. I want to see dominance out of him. I want to see. I want to see him be Ed Reed back there, like be the eraser back there, 
anything that's up in the air, go get it. What's like, the word with Ar- Armstead? Uh, I think he's okay. Okay, that that's a big thing. But when Armstead went out, they moved Pete to tackle. Yeah, right? yeah. And they p- p- replaced Pete with somebody else. But Pete's a good alternative at tackle. Obviously, the left tackle is going to be blocking Yeah, so, one of the best defensive players in the league in Khalil Mack. Well, and, no, Khalil Mack's coming off the other side. Ramchak will have Mack, right? I don't know. I think Mack comes off the other Maybe end. Maybe he does ru- rush – I think he rosters. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Ramchak will have him. Um, I will say, the Bears put Kyle Long on IR, offensive lineman. Um, that's big. And then they also put Akeem Hicks on IR. If there's one weakness in the Bears' defense is that you can run it up the gut, and now you can run it up the gut a little bit easier because Akeem Hicks is a big man and he is no longer. They put him on IR, so they still got Eddie Goldman there in the middle, but. If there's, I, I look for Latavius Murray to possibly have a good game. I don't know if you saw Kamara banged up. They said he tweaked his knee along with the ankle injury. We're bringing in Traveris Cadet for a workout. Oh, God. <laughs> Traveris Cadet's yeah. the worst running back in Saints history. <laughs> He's got 11 career touchdowns all with the Saints. He's been on like nine different he teams. He played the Patriots or like try, tried him out after his stint with he the Saints. He played a couple games with them. Yeah, but he just... He can't run very well. No, so no, but that's he's he's bad in there. He's in there for pass catching. So if Kamara has to take a seat, if we rest Kamara, it's going to be Murray. Cadet is the third down back. If we if we pick him up. Yeah, I mean, I see. Look, I don't know how serious the injury is with Kamara, but that that's big. What I see the Saints doing here is taking advantage of an aggressive Bears defense. Sean Payton's one of the screens. best play callers in the league. The Saints have been one of the best screen teams in the league since Drew Brees Possibly and Sean all Payton. Time. Good old Pierre Thomas. Yep. Since since they've um, formed the d- dynamic duo. Yep. That we've all learned to love. Um. Yeah. If I could do nine. If I could do another big easy bet, I'd say go with the Saints again. But you can't. We're not. We're going gonna that do far. double big easy bets here with college and NFL. Um, does that mean I have to do a college big easy bet? I don't know. You got ahead on me with big easy bets. I know. You got more than I. I'm picking at an eighty percent clip over here. I'll give you the opportunity to catch up. How about that? If I get mine wrong, you get both yours right. We're tied. You'd be four and two. I'd be four and two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I forgot. I have the Jags minus three versus the Bengals as well. I don't know why it's only three. I know they look bad against us. We might have the best defense of all time. What do you expect? I still believe in Minshew Mania. I think Fournette gets back on track. DJ Chark can uh, come out of witness protection program because Marshawn Lattimore is not going to be on him. And then I think they get back to it. Bengals are terrible. Uh, I know they've worked out A.J. Green. Uh, he's looking like he's approaching a comeback. I don't think it'll be this week. If not this week, it should be next week, though. Uh, even if he comes back, I still like it. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Don't care. I think, they, I think they're think they going to get it together. They're going to get back on track here. Minshew Mania, the train's going to keep on rolling, or it's going to start up again because it came to a screeching halt. But Jags minus three. So to recap my NFL picks, Thursday game, Chiefs minus three versus Denver. Then we go to Texans plus one and a half versus the Colts. My big easy bet of the week, the Chargers plus two versus the Titans. Cardinals plus three versus the Giants, if and only if Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are out. 49ers minus 10 versus the Redskins. 
and Jaguars minus three versus the Cincinnati Bengals, whose chant is who day. What the hell is that? I've always hated that. You don't get to say who day. That's the Cincinnati Bungles. When ours is who dat. It's who dat. Who day. That's, a, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Who day. Yeah. I don't, I like, don't like the Bengals. <laughs> so go ahead and recap your picks real quick. I'm going with Kansas City minus three and uh, going to Denver. I got the Texans going against the Colts. The Texans are getting a point. Oh, you are picking the Texans? Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, Going with the Cardinals plus three at the Giants, and I'm going with the Saints plus three at the Bears. All my games I've picked, I'm picking the road team in college and in NFL. So we're packing our bags and we're hitting the road this week, folks. That is not a uh, recipe for success, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think I might have done the exact same thing. (laughs) I'm I'm going to win them all. I'm looking at it. I think every single team that I picked is a road team as well. That is not a recipe for success. It is hard to win on the road, but somebody's got to do it. So uh, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 road games that I'm handing out to you. Oh, you picked 14? When you combine both, yeah. I got seven. Well, if I keep picking them right, I'm going to keep extending the gap there. Or I could get them all wrong and then drastically overnight look like I don't know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, so we look to keep it going. Um, I would say uh, I had a – this is the first week in college that I think I have not gone in the green. Is that – I think that's fair to say. Week zero, we didn't. We that were zero and two. Doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so three and three this past week in college. Um, I think I'm. I, I, I honestly, I love my picks this week. I love them. I really do. I think this is going to be a good week. Um, and I look to see the Saints keep on marching. I am nervous about this game. I'm not picking this one. This one worries me big time. Teddy Bridgewater's got to get a little more efficient in the red zone for me. Um, especially with Kamara potentially being banged up. I was happy to see Latavius Murray running hard. That was good to see. But that Bears defense is good, even with Akeem Hicks going on IR. Akeem Hicks is a big part of that Bears defense. Oh, big time. So that helps. And Akeem Hicks, a former Saint. Yep. Never should have let him go. He hates us. Yeah. He despises the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, that was not an amicable let go. But, oh well. Yeah, I like the Saints, of course. Um, of course, Burrow's keeping it going with... With the Tigers. Completed 87.5% of his passes against a damn good defense. Guys, we told y'all, Joe Burrow for Heisman. Look, what was it, 80-1? to 1? Yeah, it was 80-1 to 1 80 when we mentioned it. to 1 odds. If you got on that and were the reason, you need to shout us out on Twitter... You need to do something. You need to let us know. I even went on the radio with Christian Garrick, and I said that we were one of the first ones to start telling people, Burrow for Heisman, get on it while you can. You we should. were the first ones. Yeah, I hope. Not one. The, the damn first one. 80 to 1. Ain't nobody in the world thought Joe Burrow was going to win a Heisman except us. Most people didn't even think he was going to be even looked at as an NFL quarterback. Now it's gonna it's looking like he's gonna be a first round no, pick. No, he's gonna be a sure first round pick. 
and he needs to go to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean, if we can get the number one pick somehow, we might be able to get him. Number one? Yeah, Burrow. He ain't going that, or, he ain't going that high. It's going to be out of him or two attack of Iloa. You think? Yeah. Over over your, your boy Bear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think when you look at it, he's completing 80% of his passes. This oh, is no, the, it's ridiculous. This is the SEC. It doesn't matter what type of system you're in. He He's throwing the ball downfield accurately. He's managing the game he's one of the he's probably the smartest quarterback in college football you can tell just you listen to the guy talk you can tell he's intelligent his dad was a lifetime defensive coordinator he knows how to pick apart defenses he knows schemes he knows what he's looking at this guy is uh i mean he's got it all this is why i really hope the saints go and get him i really do when you measure in a quarterback you can talk about strength you can talk about height you can talk about speed but the only the biggest thing that matters is is the brain right? I was pointing to my heart, but yeah, brain and yeah, heart. It's it's the brain. It's how fast and how confident can you make decisions? You you, you see a lot of quarterbacks struggle because their decision making lacks confidence. It yep. la- it lacks certainty on what they're doing. Joe Burrow is not one of those guys. He's prepared every week. You know who's also not one of those guys? Drew Brees. Yep. So he reminds me of. He's a tall Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees has the best footwork of all time at quarterback. Joe Burrow's footwork is the only thing that I see that he's lacking. Sometimes he get, but Tom Brady, even Tom Brady's footwork. Tom Brady stands in the pocket. He doesn't use his footwork that much. But Joe Burrow does the same thing. This week he showed some escapability against a good Florida pass rush. Yep. Right now, Joe Burrow. Is mid-season AP poll, mid-season AP All-American. He's ahead of Tua Tagovailoa right yep. now. He's a front runner for Heisman Trophy. He's got to be. There's no other. There's no if ands or buts. No other way around it. And we told y'all, get on Joe Burrow. Eighty to one odds. You can't. I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that. We told y'all Joe Brady coming in was going to make all the difference in the world. They switched up the offense. This guy can make all the throws. The Saints need to go get him. You got any closing remarks before we get out of here? Um, nope. All right, guys. That'll wrap up episode number 11. Um, as usual, follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. Go subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you – give us some feedback. Let us know uh, what you think about the episodes. And um, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, the whole, whole nine yards. Uh, we look to stay in the green again. We're handing out these picks absolutely free of charge. If you haven't got on it by now, you're saying you're basically saying you don't like free money. All right, guys, y'all have a good one. Who that? We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong from the top. One, two, three, four.